Hello, everyone, and welcome to another very special episode of Conspiracy Pilled. I'm your host, PJ Williams, and with me, as always, is Abby Libby. How you doing, Abby? Hey, hey. And when PJ says special, like very <laughs> special, he means very... We're, we're super... Like, what's, what's the... What's the... It was not planned. It was like me well, as a baby. It was like me as a baby, not planned. We're not, so. we're not doing this because it, this is just such a fun story. We just can't wait to tell you all about it. That's what I mean. Yeah. So there's been some breaking news. Uh, you guys have probably been seeing stuff about Balenciaga, and we've been keeping an eye on it for the last week or two or whatever. And it just seems like more stuff has been breaking. Actually, all day today, stuff's been breaking. So we've got a lot of stuff to report to you guys. And uh, we have a really special guest coming up for you guys on Wednesday. So we couldn't just move our show yeah. around and do this on Wednesday, which is why we wanted to do an extra episode for you guys. So you guys are getting two episodes this week. Um, <laughs> this one, this, okay. So I remember last week I was like, you know, sometimes we do really dark subjects and we try to like change it up with some light subjects. And we got one of those on Wednesday, but this is just too much. So like, you know, yeah. too, too important for what's going on right now. So it'll be a little dark, but uh, we just been uh, researching the crap out of this today. And this is only possible because I had a, such a bad day at work yesterday. That they gave me today off. <laughs> So I'm only home because of that. So interesting how things work out. But um, yeah, yeah. How how are you doing, Abby? I'm I'm pretty good. So um, most of you know, we scratched the surface. A lot of people have been scratching the surface of the Balenciaga story. Um, so a lot of you have have seen it going around Twitter. Ben Shapiro covered it a little bit. Almost everyone has covered it a little bit. Tonight is going to be way more than that. We went way down the rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. We've both been researching this. I mean, besides what we've done a little bit over the last week or so, we've been just researching this constantly all day today. We found some interesting stuff. The rabbit hole goes much deeper than you probably are getting from a Twitter thread. So uh, very interesting stuff. I just want to say really quick before we get started, uh, I just want to shout out all the wonderful people who have come over, come over to our Locals channel. So if you guys are not familiar, we do bonus episodes normally on our Locals channel at a conspiracypill.locals.com. And this last week we had uh, Country Boy and Keith DB underscore OZ that became uh, supporters over on our Locals channel. And what's great about that right now is for the rest of the year, if you want a first month of free, so you can check out our bonus episodes like are the, are the birds real, are the frogs gay, the conspiracy chart and other stuff we've got coming up. You can use code WELCOME and get a first uh, month for free. So try to shout those out. Um, and you can also join without doing the paid-for subscription. You'll get some stuff for there, uh, there for free, including the full audio version of this podcast, which normally you would only get the full version over on Rumble. Because at the end of the show, we go over to Rumble where we can talk to you guys and be a little bit more free and open and not have to worry about uh, YouTube censorship. Um, so we'll be doing that again today. But uh, yeah, where do we want to start with this stuff? Well, first, I want to say, if at any point this gets cut, just hop over to Rumble. We're, we're already over there. Yep. We're on Rumble. We're on Odyssey. Uh, we're on Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube, which are the three that I'm most worried about it getting cut from. So uh, so we do that. We, we streamed a lot of places. Um, I will say this. If you guys can, really quick, as before we get started, uh, do us a favor and just share this with a friend or a family or on Twitter or whatever, because we got a lot of information to get to, and I think a lot of people would really benefit from hearing this. There's certain yeah. things we're going to be talking about that are definitely not... I've not seen in other places really uh, some some observations that Abby's made and, my, and myself have made. So uh, to get into it again, you guys are probably familiar with uh, the Balenciaga story. I was not familiar with who Balenciaga was a week ago until some people reminded me like, you know, there's some songs where it was like a lyric or something like that. But uh, and then it was kind of like, oh, I'm passingly familiar with the name, but I didn't know who they were. So Balenciaga for people who don't know is a high end luxury fashion house. that was founded in 1919 by the Spanish designer, Cristobal Balenciaga and Balenciaga <clears throat> Balenciaga pretty much became an overnight success when its first two years they were being worn by the Spanish royal family and all the aristocracy in Spain until the Spanish Civil War forced them to move to Paris in 1937 and then another war happened do you, do you, uh, <laughs> maybe people you know, don't know about that one the one with the Nazis yeah the the there was a yeah. sequel to another war I think yeah it was it yeah it was like the the sequel yeah yeah so uh, uh yeah another war happened it's called world war ii and i found this this um just this is the only background i give you guys on, on who crystal ball balenciaga is because i think it's important but i found this uh, little cut from an article called cut against the bias by paul johnson i'm just going to read this for you it says historians believe that balenciaga's continued activity during the nazi occupation of paris was made possible by balenciaga's connections with spanish dictator general francisco franco who was Adolf Hitler's close ally. 
The relationship to Franco was so close, in fact, that the Balenciaga designed clothing for the Franco family. The company was one of only 60 companies allowed to operate during the occupation, and the ongoing supply of raw materials from Spain, which were in short supply in Paris at the time due to the war, gave Balenciaga a competitive advantage. However, Balenciaga testified that he refused Hitler's request to transfer his company activities to Berlin. So, like, he's a good guy because even though he was, you know, making clothes for all the you know, rubbing elbows with Adolf Hitler. He didn't move the company to Berlin. So we're supposed to remember that. What a great guy. What a great guy. They've got an interesting history. So I just thought that was kind of interesting that the history goes all the way back to the beginning of them kind of working with Nazis and and, uh, the Francos. So yeah, yeah. He, Christabel retired and then he, he was such good friends with our, with uh, Nazi Francisco Franco that he came out of retirement to design his daughter's wedding dress. So (laughs) great guy. Great guy. Really lovely guy. But his designs were nothing like what Balenciaga does today. His designs were gorgeous. Um, He was known for taking the silhouettes for women out of the figure eight um, into kind of more clean lines that we see today. Um, It's, I, I really, I really like what he did. I, people no, can fair. be evil that's and fair. good artists at the same time. Right. We see this pretty often. We're going to see that in in this episode as well. Balenciaga definitely became something different after it was taken over by someone else in the 1980s, I believe. Uh, and today it pretty much just has built its brand around filth and debauchery and degeneracy and trying to make the world an ugly place. And perhaps definitely satanic imagery, which we're going to be getting into. Uh, but what, what happened, the controversy that everybody's talking about is that in November of this, so within the last few weeks, on November of 2022, if people are listening later, Balenciaga ran uh, their ads for the spring-summer 2023 collection, and these ads included children holding BDSM teddy bears. So you guys have probably seen this, but I'm just going to share this with you. This is This is the ad that got people... Originally mad for good re- for good reason, I would say. Um, but that's not why people even heard about it, though. Like, that's that's the crazy thing is people didn't really hear about this because they had multiple pictures of children holding uh, BDSM teddy bears. I think I have another one. Um, well, there's there's more, but there's a second yeah, one somewhere. I've heard it referred to Here that way or as kink one. gear. Kink gear. Yeah, Balenciaga. I- Go ahead. Is Is there an echo? I'm not hearing it. Let me know. Let me know in the chat if you guys are hearing an echo. I'm not hearing one. Are you hearing a bad echo? When I talk, yeah. Off and on, it's gone now. I don't know what's going on. Oh, okay. I don't know. It's probably streamer. We're having problems tonight. So whenever we get into talking about like the really deep dark subjects, there's always like some, I don't know, some demon that's like messing with our audio gear. We almost were late because Abby's cam just stopped working like five minutes before we yeah, went live. It's so. Just quit. People in chat says we're looking good. I also see someone said this is their first time here. Welcome. Oh, Welcome in, John B. You. For the first time. Appreciate uh, having you guys here. Um, so, yeah. So these are the ads that got people first start talking about this. But this wasn't even what the controversy really became. One of these pictures uh, included a some some documents that were just kind of on the table. Let's see if I got this picture. So we got this here. Uh, some documents. And what these documents were were the pictures of a Supreme Court case called U.S. v. Williams which criminalized child pornography. So according to uh, to a website on this, it says it was a decision by the Supreme Court of the United States that a federal statute prohibiting the pandering of child pornography, uh, which is basically offering to sell even if you don't have it. So the whole case was basically like, if you say you're going to sell this terrible material, but you don't have it, is that still a crime? Uh, and they found out, yes, this is a crime. We don't think it's going to hurt the First Amendment. But this went against an earlier case so these documents are showing the part of that case where they were talking about an earlier case called Ashford v. Free Speech. So if you're first reading, it's like, oh, these are documents about making child pornography illegal, right? Mm, not really, because the portion that was shown is about uh, a case in which the Supreme Court struck down portions of the Federal Child Pornography uh, Prevention Act of 1996 that banned virtual child pornography, which let the justices, uh, which which the justices said was neither obscene nor actual child pornography is defined by the previous definition. So basically they made on um, certain portions of online child pornography legal in 1996 and it was struck down in 2002. And that is what this article is referring to. Um, and right. right. So you're telling me that 
either A, they purposely placed this document on the desk open to this specific page, or they accidentally had these pages just randomly lying around, and then they were like, oh, we need some papers for this table, and that's what they happened to pick up. Right. That's the weird one to me. It's like, okay, so your, your, your defense of this is, oh, we didn't know. It was just, we just happened to have papers about child pornography lying around. That's somehow better. Open uh, to a very specific spot. Yeah. And like, I, like I've made this point a few times. I'm sure people in chat are thinking this as well. It's like, do we really need, like, did it have to get worse? And it is going to get worse. But like, you would think that a three-year-old holding a bear dressed up in sex gear, that should be a, that should be a hard line that we don't cross. That should be one where we go, I don't think this brand is, is good. I think this brand is advocating for sh some, some really terrible things. And the outrage should have, like, that should have been enough outrage. And it just keeps getting worse. But luckily... Uh, after a few days later, it wasn't immediately, uh, Balenciaga decided they were going to issue a, a kind of apology. Uh, and I want to read you this apology because they've issued another one today. And uh, the, the apologies are interesting in and of themselves. This first one says, <clears throat> we sincerely apologize for any offense our holiday campaign may have caused. Our plush bear bags, I like how they call them, their plush bear bags, sound so much more innocent, uh, should not have been featured with children in this campaign. So at least they're taking some responsibility for the fact that that in and of itself was bad. Uh, we have immediately removed the campaign from all platforms. And then it says, we apologize for displaying unsettling documents in our campaign. We take this matter very seriously and are taking legal action against the parties responsible. Um, sorry, I heard a weird no sound in my headphones, so I lost track. Uh, we're, we're taking a legal action against the parties responsible for creating the set and including unapproved items for our spring 23 campaign photo shoot. We strongly condemn abuse of children in any form. We stand for children uh, safety and well-being. So that is the what what's your thoughts on the the initial apology? That's not an an apology. That is just trying to first of all like I, the okay, they it's they gave us something really obvious right out in the foreground. Right. right? Exactly. The, the kink stuff. That, that was obviously very intentional. Like there's no way you can pretend that they didn't mean for that to be there. And then they're like, Oh, I'm sorry that some stuff was in the background that we totally didn't mean to be there. And we're going to blame other. So like make you focus on what was in the background when what's in the foreground is bad enough. Exactly. And they're playing it off. Like, well, this was an unapproved item. We didn't notice it. It was a one-off that's not exactly the case. Uh, so as if the BDSM teddy bear wasn't problem enough, they, they scrubbed their IG after this, their Instagram, and they deleted their Twitter. Oh, and side note, by the way, sorry, I, I forgot one part of this. Side note, um, Balenciaga is pretending to have an issue with this. But you know who didn't have an issue with this photo shoot? Is the father of, of, this, of this girl in this one. Father oh, good. Of the child I'm so who, glad her dad's looking out for her. Right, yeah. Father of child who posed in BDSM-themed Balenciaga ad defends the photo shoot. The child had a fantastic time. My child had a fantastic time being a prop for kinky sex stuff for billionaires. What a piece of crap. I, I just, I, I literally, I don't even know what to say to this person because it's just like some people should have their children removed from them. Like, that's all mm -hmm. I can think. It's like, yes, I used my kid to advance pedophilia but she had a good time so it's all good and we're going to see that from other people including celebrities who are standing up for this and saying well it didn't it didn't harm any children i would i would disagree with that um but if all of that wasn't bad enough they deleted their ig they deleted their twitter which has been kind of controversial i want to touch on that really quick before we move on mm -hmm. so people are saying they deleted it over this the ig stuff they did for sure um but apparently balenciaga left twitter before the controversy. So that's the one thing I just want to get straight and have all the facts right. Uh, they left because of Elon Musk's takeover, and you can read that a few different ways. You could read it as a leftist protest to Elon Musk, or you could read it as Elon Musk has had one very specific goal he's gone after this week, and that is removing child pedophilia stuff from Twitter. Yeah, and it wasn't like they didn't know that this... I mean, you, you plan campaigns like six months in advance at least, so they knew this was coming. Yeah, so I I wouldn't take this as like uh, totally innocent by but on their part, but they definitely deleted the IG. Uh, some people we we've seen some people on TikTok that were defending this, and I want to kind of talk about that real quick. Is one guy was saying 
if I if I remember, he was saying, well, they always do this. After every fashion shoot, they go on to their next one and they delete it. Only problem with that is this was the fashion shoot for the spring and summer of 2022. This is for, or 2023. This has not come out yet. This is not normal activity. They didn't delete this because they were ready to move on to the next campaign. This was the very beginning of the campaign. This stuff had only been out a few days. I think it was almost instantly that this became a controversy. So that that excuse that I've heard from some people in the fashion industry, like, oh, well, they always do this. They release a new set and they delete the old one. That doesn't really wash here. Well, also, like, why are you deleting? <clears throat> Is it because you include uh, weird stuff in every single one and you don't want it to stake around long enough for anybody to notice? that you don't want to notice because always like there is a group of people that they absolutely want to notice these things right uh-huh. it, it's there for a reason they they made very intentional choices to include these things but they can't have too many of the wrong people seeing it and this time too many of the wrong people saw this, it this is a feature of all of the uh of all of the kink communities that there are out there a feature is that you will have certain things that a normal person will not understand and they will never see it and then the people who are into the scene and into the community will see it. And you're exactly right. That's why they're signaling this. So I think I think your your observation there is 100% correct because people started digging through their old campaigns and finding some pretty creepy stuff, including uh, a picture where in the background there is the name of a sex offender. Uh, so there's this one here. This picture in the background has the name and title of a registered sex offender, an 80-year-old man named John Philip Fisher. So that's one. Uh, another one would be this interesting tape. This so, gets to me. Yeah. So this is another one. You can see in, in the corner here, there's the, the BDM kink sex bear. You can see some rabbit imagery and some other stuff that are related to, to the pedo community. And then right here is tape. And if you guys can see what this is, it's uh, B-A-A-L. What is that, Abby? Uh, Bow. As in the Canaanite god Baal? Yeah. You know, the one that they sacrificed children to? That one. That one. Yeah. And uh, same same, same guy on TikTok that was making the defense I was saying earlier, he made a defense that this is the tape that was popularized by Kim Kardashian in her one of her photo shoots where she wore Balenciaga tape all around here. There's a, there's a problem with this, though. Nowhere on any of this tape on her or Lizzo, sorry for making you guys see this, Um, I really apologize. Nowhere on this is two A's in a row. It's B-A-L-E-N-C-I-A-G-A, Balenciaga. There is no tape with Baal written on it, the Canaanite god of sacrificing children. That's that's a pretty intentional thing that you have to do to not only print a tape that says Baal on it, but then also put it in. That's the focal point of the photo. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So if you guys want to see this again, that is the focal point of the photo right there. It's and it's turned in just a way that you can see that. So that's it's not like they just put the tape there and it happened to show the wrong letters. They this is a different tape. You can apparently get the tape that says Balenciaga on it. Someone had to print up different tape to say ball. And we're going to get into a little bit later kind of the mythology around ball and and talk about that a little bit more but we tend to save that kind of stuff because you know we're christians and we believe the bible is real we tend to save that for the end uh so that we don't lose those of you who who might not and and get a little bit um bored by those sections so yeah look forward so to that there will be more of that at the end um and then on top of that and this is something i only just found right before we went live was on their their homepage. Uh, before it was deleted, they had the picture of the girl with the BDSM gear. And then next to it, you have something interesting talking about signaling is so as you can see, the girl was on their homepage and then next to it is a man wearing the Adidas brand. And again, we're going to talk about Adidas too, because they seem to be getting off, uh, on, on, they're they're not on anybody's radar for some reason, even though the ad we showed earlier, let me, let me just bring this This up. This is a joint ad campaign. This is all Balenciaga and Adidas. That's an Adidas bag. The one with the CP under it, the or the 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 case, the court case under it, that is an Adidas bag. So they're they seem to be getting uh, not a lot of hate for some reason, but they are a part of this. So you got a guy here in the Adidas attire next to the Balenciaga BDSM teddy bear, with a key on his ring finger. So let me explain this for people who don't know, because I, I I had to look this up. A key means it's it's a one of those signals. So like 
some of the signals would be if you have a pineapple on your porch. That would mean you're a swinger. That would mean the neighbors might know, hey, they're probably down for a good time. Uh, sometimes girls will wear a key necklace, which signals that they're into BDSM and being beaten up and used roughly. And some guy, times guys will put a ring on their key finger to say, to symbolize that they want to be the dominant partner in a BDSM relationship. Yep. Pretty weird to have a three-year-old holding a very obvious BDSM bear with a lock around its neck, a, a chastity lock on it, and a guy holding a key. a key on his ring finger saying, I want to be the dominant person of the person who wears the lock on their neck. Because that's the other thing. Some people wear the lock and some will wear the key. Uh, yeah, someone said the key master. That's actually what they, I think they call it is the key master. So it's it's a... It's a pretty dark world. I also think that Google's scrubbing this, by the way, because I had read this before for another case I'd looked into, and I was trying to mm -hmm. find it today to make sure I had it right. I, it, it would not come up. So it took me a while to actually confirm that. So they might be trying to hide that because of this. I don't know. Google's been really hard to find the stuff you're looking for lately. I think they, yeah. Anyway. Yep. So that was another thing that happened. Um, and then and then it just gets worse. Like if you think it's bad. So then another uh, Balenciaga Adidas ad, I think. No, this is a Balenciaga ad. I don't think this is one is Adidas. So the first one had the Adidas bag. This is a Balenciaga bag. Uh, and this one's of an adult, but people are scrubbing it, looking for clues now. And they notice these books in the background here. And if you zoom up on them, you've got this one by Michael Foreman. And then you've got another trilogy. So I want to talk about Michael Foreman's Fire from the Sun. Uh, so if you guys are listening to this later, this is a book, and it's censored. This is a book featuring a lot of child abuse uh, in graphic detail in pictures. Uh, pretty disturbing stuff. Let me, uh, there's probably... Let me see. Yeah. So not, here's some not more a imagery. book you just randomly have on your desk for no reason. Also, if you shoot. do have this book randomly, you're a bad person. Like, that's disgusting. Sorry, I'm just yep. saying, like, whoever owns this book should be like, yeesh. Yeah, either either way, like, even if you try to play it off like, oh, I didn't know that was going to be there because I just randomly picked a book of the right size off my shelf. Like, that's still bad. Yeah, it shows cannibalism, satanic sacrifices, children with their limbs cut off, uh, all naked. This is this is Michael Gorman's books. So that is what's uh, the first thing featured. Um, and then the other thing featured is actually more disturbing somehow. So this is, let me see if I can. Ow. You'd think so. I'm I, And I put these in order on purpose because I think each one gets worse. Um, oh, well, first, I want to read this. I want to read this. Uh, some of the stuff from from uh, one of the things I found in this book says one particularly disturbing picture from Fire from the Sun shows a young boy who appears to be a toddler. He is fully nude and covered in blood. A, a disemboweled it says disemboweled hand. I think it means dismembered hand. A dismembered hand sits at his feet, and other limbs are strewn about an all white room. Other children who appear to be similar age as the toddler are seen crouching in the corner. Uh, Normal stuff. Normal stuff that you would put in a book that you would want in an advertisement for your brand. So, and the it just made me think. Sorry, it made me think. Uh, I wonder if uh, the kids that are screaming in this in this video are are screaming something like this. I want to play this clip for you. Yeah, that's a clip from the American Horror Story Coven, and I've not been able to find a single explanation for why this witches that are burning another witch, she lights on fire and yells Balenciaga really loud. So that was just some... I had no idea where to put that, so I just put that there because I'm like, this is just another one of those random weird things, um, as if this story wasn't weird enough. Uh, Everyone, like even, even all the refer references to Balenciaga I see in music, it's all the same dark feeling to all of the art that it's in. Like, people who know the brand enough to reference it, know what it stands for, what it feels like, all of that stuff. Yeah, it's a dark brand. It's We we watched, and we, we're not going to play all this stuff for you, but we watched some of the fashion shows today. We watched a lot of footage, and uh, it's all really disturbing. But I don't know, like we were talking about this, and I don't know what it is because some of the fashion shows that we watched, they weren't even like overtly as disgusting as the stuff we're talking about currently. But yet I both of us got a really uneasy feeling watching it. There's just something yeah. 
demonic there or something disturbing that's not, you can't even name it, but it's just there, you know? Yeah, let me talk about that for a second. So one of the things about about fashion and fashion shows is that they're not, when they put something on the runway, they're not like, here's this sweater. And and the point of 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 this walk is is that you're wearing this sweater and we want everybody to look at the sweater. It's 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 the whole, it's the gestalt. So what they want in a show is for you to have a whole feeling about what they're producing, about the art that they're producing and the story that they're telling with it. And they want you to be inspired by it to buy their clothing. But it's about the story and the music that they're walking to and, and all of the look and everything about the feeling of the gestalt of each of these shows, even the ones that are not particularly satanic in any way. There's nothing weird about them. They're just wearing clothes in a in a snowstorm or wearing clothes out in the mud. They still feel really, really gross. And there's a there's a little headache that I get if I'm in a room with a Ouija board. Like if I walk into a Barnes and Noble, I I know if there's a board in the room because yeah. I get a headache and then I'm like, where is it? See, I felt it my stomach. Like I I literally felt my stomach queezing and I it's I'm not uh-huh. a queasy person and I'm like watching this going I've been looking at really gross stuff all day and this yeah. is making me disturbed. So, I don't And know. I I had that that headache and until a good hour after I stopped watching. Yeah. There's just something really disturbing about it. And what's more disturbing is I as I was met, leading into earlier was another uh thing that was on on that table there is a trilogy of DVDs. I thought it was books at first and I looked this up. It's DVDs called the crewmaster cycle. So this is going to get weird. If you thought the last stuff was weird, this is going to get really weird. So this is this is the DVDs and you can see there it says crewmaster cycle, I guess. It's kind of hard to see, but that's what it is. And if you look, the crewmaster cycle, you first imagery you see, which is pretty demonic disturbing weird imagery. Uh and people have dug into what the hell this movie is and what crewmaster means and all this stuff. So uh or I'm saying it wrong. Is it crewmaster or cremaster? Cremaster, C-R-E master, cremaster. I don't know. But you were uh, trying to make it better. I was. Cremaster sounds weird. The cremaster muscle is a thin facial muscle muscle on the spermatic cord made of the skeletal muscle. It is also referred to as the cremaster fascia or simply the cremaster. Its action is to retract the testes important. Yeah. So it, it keeps your balls warm. It's the muscle that keeps your balls warm. And if you look at the shape. Of it, it kind of 100% looks like the bloody shape in this dude's mouth and on the DVD cover for the Cremaster Cycle. And if that's not weird enough, somebody actually posted the back of the DVD case for Cremaster 3. This was made in 2002. They made three of them. They made three of them. Uh, And I'm just going to read it to you because it's so weird. Uh, Cremaster 3 is set in New York City and narrates the construction of the Chrysler Building, which in itself which is in itself a character host to inner antagonistic forces at play for access to the process of spiritual transcendence. These factions find form in the struggle between Hiram Abiff of the architect played by Richard Sarah and the entered apprentice played by Barney and Barney is the, the guy who was, yeah, that's the guy, the guy in the picture, I think, um, who are both working on the building. They are, reenacting the Masonic myth of Hiram Abiff, purported architect of the Solomon's Temple, who possessed knowledge of the mysteries of the universe. The murder and resurrection of Abiff are reenacted during Masonic initiation rites at the culmination of a three-part process through which a candidate progresses from the first degree of entered apprenticeship to the third degree master mason. So you mean to tell me that the third Cremaster movie is about the third level of Masonic uh, initiation? Yeah. And it involves eating genitalia and cannibalism. And it's and it's all on the on the table behind an ad for a Balenciaga bag. Uh right underneath the book that's about abusing and raping children, yes. And oh, and demonic and demonic uh ritual sacrifice of children, yeah. So, so that's all so there you're on the saying, table. You're saying that there wasn't like one photo where there was something that was like accidentally in the background. We're like up to three or four now. There's just like five or six major accidents. Uh, yeah. There's the the papers. 
There's the book. Mm-hmm. There's the DVDs. There's the tape. There's the bunnies. There's the wine glasses that kind of look like they've got blood in them, which might signify another episode we've talked about. And if that's not all weird enough, guess who was also mentioned in the Podesta emails? If you guys are not familiar with the Podesta emails, I'll explain them in a second. That is Michael Borman and Matthew Barney. Michael Borman, who wrote oh. Fire in the Sun, and Matthew Barney, who made the Cremaster Cycle, are also mentioned in the Podesta emails next to Marina Abramovich, who the Podestas do spirit cooking sex magic rituals with. And somehow, somehow, even though that is entirely 100% fact, people don't care. Like, that's the thing that gets to me. It's like, people are like, well, the, 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 it doesn't specifically say that Hillary Clinton went to the party. It says she was invited to the party where they draw on the walls and blood and semen. If people are not familiar with Marina Abramovich, that it literally is what she does, by the way. She does satanic sec- sex magic rituals in the style of Aleister Crowley by drawing on the walls with blood and semen. And she was invited to do a spirit cooking dinner with the Podestas and possibly Hillary Clinton. And that was leaked in the 2016 cycle and nobody gives a shit. Okay. Okay. So back up, back up, back up. First of all, we have a good comment from Bill. Right. Uh, it is unlikely there are any accidents in the scene. Purposeful design and execution. Think mood board. Yeah. They're creating a gestalt. It's the gestalt creating- like you talked about. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes okay. sorry. I'm glad you pointed out the Gestalt thing because I was always curious about why fashion shows would show things that no one would ever actually wear and they're not selling. Like when people would wear trash bags and shit. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. you're not selling a trash bag though. You're selling a sweater. And that's just because they're trying to set a mood for the what their clothes symbolize in some way. They're telling a story. Gotcha. Yeah. I still think it's weird and BS, but that makes more sense now. At least I understand what it's what they're trying to do. Um Yeah. But okay, so so back up a little bit. So for those who don't know, what are the Podesta emails? Yes. So uh, in 2016, I think WikiLeaks leaked John Podesta, which was Hillary Clinton's campaign manager's emails, uh, as well as Hillary Clinton's emails. And in the emails, there were we talked about this a little bit on our Pizzagate episode. So if you guys want a little bit more on that, uh, the emails had some really weird cryptic messages and symbols um, like ice cream and pizza and walnut sauce and other things that are hundred percent related to to child sex trafficking uh and then it turned out that podesta was being the podesta and the clintons were friends with and being funded by a guy who owned a pizza parlor that's the whole pizzagate thing and the more i find out about the podestas and all the links and the fact that we actually have a fr- this is something we talked about on our pizzagate episode by the way go back and listen to it if you haven't uh they said there's no no basement. We know a guy who's played there, and he absolutely says there's a basement. Um, so there's a basement, and there, there, well, there is because I've seen the pictures before they were scrubbed off the internet, and I know that's like one of those things hard for me to say that and for you to take take me my word because I can't find them now. But trust uh, me, bro. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So okay. the, the more I find out so, about, the more I believe the whole PizzaGate stuff. But uh, that is the Podesta emails. There's a lot of weird stuff linked uh, leaked about Marina Abramovich, who's um, an artist, as we're told. So the, these two guys who wrote the two books on the table are are in the emails. In the part of the people emails. recipients. Yes. Okay. Yep. Along. And with, then what's the link between Marina Abramovich and Balenciaga? I don't know if there's a, a like a I haven't found a direct link, but that was the one I was just making. Is that they're all they're all circling mm. the Podestas, and they're all circling the pizza parlor, and mm. yeah. So, so what you're saying is that the Balenciaga rabbit hole might go down so far that you pop out on Epstein's Island at a pizza party with the Podestas. I think, I think uh, Rob from North Arrow said it best. I, I'm trying to remember this off the top, top of my head, but he's like, the, the, the Balenciaga rabbit hole goes so deep that you pop out of a Wayfair cabinet on Epstein Island at a pizza party or something. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's uh, like... It, the, the point I'm trying to make is that all of these people who just conveniently do stuff that's very subtly and yet overtly referencing the type of weird stuff they're into all know each other and email each other and are connected in one way or the other. So anyway, make of that what I you see, will. But I see a comment in the chat about 4chan. Did we make the link to the meme from 4chan about the bears? I haven't yet. We'll get into that later because it has to do with a a part we're going to talk about later. But I did just bring up uh, Rob from North Arrow, and he's in the chat right now. So I just want to take a a minute to remind you guys, uh, if you want some really great coffee, obviously Balenciaga and Adidas and these people, they don't respect life. They don't respect children. But 
North Arrow Coffee does. They're our favorite coffee brand. Uh, and you guys can go get some North Arrow Coffee and get 10% off by using code PJ10 or Abby10. And 15% of every sale goes to pro-life causes. So really great cause, really great company. And you've now had, a, we talked about this last week, you've now had a chance to try the two new coffees. What do you think? I haven't had the Christmas one yet. I'm still working on candy cane, but I really like candy cane. The candy cane is good. Yeah. 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 So both the new new flavors, Christmas, uh, Christmas blend and the candy cane blend are very good. So check those out. NorthArrowCoffee.co, uh, PJ10 or Abby10 to get 10% off and help support this show and a really great brand. Um, so to, to move on with this, the, the, the thing that is going on currently is that Balenciaga, as we said in that first apology, they're trying to kind of shift blame. And now they're not just kind of trying. They're like full on trying because Balenciaga filed a $25 million lawsuit against the producers of the controversial BDSM teddy bear ad campaign. Um, so they are fully blaming the people. And here's just a few things from this uh, New Yorker, New York Post article that I wanted to read to you guys. So it says, first, Balenciaga claims that North Six and Des Jardis uh, included the images of the court docs without its knowledge, which was malevolent or at very least extraordinarily reckless, the filing states. It goes on to say, quote, as a result of defendants' misconduct, members of the public, including the news media, have falsely and horrifically associated Balenciaga with the repulsive and deeply disturbing subject of the court decision. The court papers charge uh, that the defendants are liable to Balenciaga for all the harm resulting from these false associations. Again, what they're claiming is that, yes, we did know that we had children holding sex teddy bears. Uh, but it's really the 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 one line of a court document that we're suing them over, uh, and then and then later in the article it says, meanwhile the photographer of the bear ad Gabriel uh, Gallimberti wrote on Instagram that he was not in control of the direction of the campaign or the choice of objects displayed. So he is directly saying, no, this was not an accident. This was very well planned. Everything in this was well planned. I literally just took a freaking photo. So because he's not a marketing, they didn't hire a marketing department. They didn't hire a, an artistic department. They hired a photographer. Like they, they planned everything out to the detail and then had somebody come in, light the scene and take the photos. Like photographers don't add stuff. Yeah. So there, there's uh, some conflicting stuff going on there. I'm liable to, to believe the photographer. I, I don't know if the photographer is a bad guy, but you can't tell me that Balenciaga is like, yeah, we're cool with all the other stuff that we do. And, you know, we'll get into some of the other stuff they do and that this is a one-off because that's the thing. This is not a one-off. Balenciaga has a culture of satanic imagery and I'm going to prove it to you guys. So <clears throat> some of the people that Balenciaga has hired in the past would include uh, Loda Volkova. Now, this is the person that a lot of people were claiming uh, that they suspect was behind the new ads. Um but apparently she doesn't work there anymore. It's kind of unclear. There's, we'll get into that. But uh, here's, uh, what's her oh, name? Great. Loda Volkova. So uh, apparently this picture on the left is not her. That has been falsely misattributed. We'll get to that later. But this is her. Uh, this is from her Instagram. That's not creepy at all. And she has a history of some stuff, guys. Let me tell you. Uh, first of all, she posts every terrible thing that she does, likes, or believes on her Instagram, including the times she would take young boys to have orgies at bathhouses and then post pictures of the teenage Russian boys and the bed and the hot tubs that they were in. So that's... I'm sure this was a totally normal sleepover with nothing weird happening. Yeah, it's just like uh, having a sleepover at um, Neverland Ranch. Yeah. Totally, totally fine. Uh, that's something that she's into and she surrounds herself with people who are not great either. Her husband, I believe, uh, is a guy named Gosha Rubin, Rubachinsky. Sorry. They're all like Russian and I'm bad with Russian names, uh, who has been credibly accused of sexual assault by two young boys. Uh, and, and they all work with a guy named Den Denma Gvasali. Uh, forgive yes. me. Yes. And Denma, Den yeah, go ahead. Den Denna Gvasalia, which fortunately Thank he you. likes to be called just Demna. So we're going to just do Works that good. for him. Yeah, I appreciate You're that. You're welcome, Demna. <laughs> um, he's from Georgia. In 2015, he became the creative director of Balenciaga, which is basically the, the, the top 
role. He's basically Balenci- the, Chris- the new Christabel Balenciaga. Yeah. And he's the one who took the brand. Um, it, it was this classic, classic brand in Christabel's time. And then it went through a minimalist phase for a while where it was still elegant, but it was very, very minimal. And then <clears throat> when Demna came on board, it became ugly, like purposefully ugly. You, he started this whole ugly fashion thing. Dem- Demna had only been designing for a couple years and he had already made such a splash in the fashion scene by creating this like jarring, ugly stuff. Um, his stuff looks like, um, oh goodness, I wish, like dissonant music. It hit his designs sound like dissonant music. Gotcha. So yeah, he's he's the guy in charge of of the look. So if you're gonna blame the the whole total ugliness that's behind the company, it would be this guy. And something that he posted on his Instagram might be pretty telling. Uh, he wrote he posted this. Some wrote that Loda Velos, Vol, gosh, I'm so sorry. Someone wrote that Loda Volkova, Gosha Rubinchinsky, and I grew up on child pornography and radiation from Chernobyl, which is why we're all so fucked up. That's a quote from him. And he, he decided to just it. repost that on his Instagram. Yeah, we grew up on child pornography and radiation from Chernobyl, so we're kind of screwed up individuals. From his own Instagram. These people love to put terrible things on their Instagram, and I know we talked about this before with uh, the Pizzagate one. The guy who run, ran Pizzagate had some pretty disturbing stuff. And mm-hmm. Volkova is another one, and today a lot of stuff has come out. And I'm just going to show you a, a, a few of the things because some of it's extremely disturbing. Um, and I feel like we kind of talked about it a little bit with the Pizzagate one. We didn't show you guys enough. So again, just warning, but you know, this isn't the most disturbing stuff. Uh, and I, maybe I'll explain some of that later, but this is some of it that I've seen. Uh, she's got, you know, she's, this is why people think she's behind the campaign is, uh, she has a lot of BDSM teddy bears on her Instagram for one, uh, a lot of satanic imagery of children holding up skulls and weird satanic symbols, children tied up with tape. That's which is exactly the same as the guy who owns Pizzagate. These were a lot of the pictures were children tied up with tape. I want to know how that stays up on Instagram. How gets, but if how we gets past the censors? Yeah. But if we post something about FTX, it's like fact check. Yeah, we got fact checked on our FTX one today. Funny stuff. Uh, and this, now, speaking of, sorry. Well, yeah, keep going. I was I'll, gonna, I'll oh, this is the last later. one I was going to show. And then there's this picture of a, of a little girl scantily dressed laying down the floor and Mark Jacobs decided to write so good. What the fuck, dude? I don't know. I'm just anyway. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. What were you going to say? It's happening in complete plain sight. Just for a lighter moment. I wanted to make a shout out. Keith DB over on rumble sent us a generous $20 super chat. He said, great show. Love the energy. Thank you for shining a light and calling them out. We will win. That's encouraging, Keith. Thank you. Thank you, Keith. We really appreciate that. I also want to say this, too. We saw your super chat from last week. We had some problems over on Rumble with the stream crash, and we had to re-upload the stream. So we appreciate you guys for sticking with us. If you did try to watch last week's stream and it was skipping or cutting or things were messed up, uh, we caught that. We fixed it. So it's up back in its entirety for the... Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to even remember what we did last week. It was like Jekyll Island, Bohemian Grove. Jekyll Grimes, Island, Bohemian Grove stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that one was last week. So... That's all fixed. Now, thank you very much. We really appreciate you guys a ton. Yeah. Um, you guys mean a lot to us. Yeah, really do. And uh, again, I know that sometimes this, the, the subject matter gets dark, but we are we mm-hmm. are going to have a very fun one for you guys this Wednesday. This is just something that was so breaking and so important that people know. So we'll delve into it, and then we'll try to bring it back uh, to some lighter moments. But uh, what else did I have in this? So so some other things on on Lada besides her Instagram, and there's there's pictures of bloody children there's like a lot of it a lot of it looks exactly like the michael gorman stuff let's put it that way her her mm-hmm. she's got another picture of a woman tied up on top of a naked on the top of a pentagram there's a lot of naked women with pentagrams and blood and children covered in blood and taped up that basically sums up her instagram and if it's not that it's teddy bears and bondage so this is so what led people to believe she was behind this her gorman and the artist that decorated uh, the pizza parlor for Pizzagate. Um, oh, Comet Ping Pong is what it's called. All the same vibe. All the same vibe. 
Yeah, very, very similar. Her Instagram looks almost exact. And I'm sorry I'm blanking on the guy's name because I just don't have my notes. But the guy who owned Comet Ping Pong, her her Instagram looks exactly like that. Um, and she made it private so people uh, found ways around it and screenshotted and stuff like that. They've been sharing it. Uh, oh, and then, James Elefantis? Thank you, James Elefantis. I was like, I thought it was James, but I just couldn't think of it. Um, so I saw an article come out right before we went live, and I pulled this up. And this is the most non-article I've ever read. So I'm just going to read this thing to you guys in its entirety. This is, uh, Lada Volkova breaks silence about Balenciaga as stylist picks go viral. Uh, and it says, a fashion stylist linked to the designer label Balenciaga has broken her silence after being forced to set her Instagram to private forced. It's just, it already feels like they're taking her side in the first sentence. Forced to set her Instagram to private once she received backlash over her posts, as she so rightly deserved. Russia-born Loda Volkova worked alongside Balenciaga's, Balenciaga's creative di uh, director, Denma, who's still the creative director, by the way. So even yep. though she's saying that she left the label in 2017, did how, how much did she leave the label? You know what I mean? Uh, she made her Instagram private after tweets criticizing her Instagram posts went viral. It comes am amid ongoing controversy about the photo shoots. Uh, one of the camp it explains a campaign here. Uh, the photo shoot it's collaboration with Adidas, and I'm like I like how they actually point that out because most articles completely leave out the collaboration with Adidas, uh, featuring a ha handbag resting on some papers. The court appeal is 2003. Yeah, goes into that. Here's the end of the article. Following a backlash, some people dug up content of several former and current staff at Balenciaga, including Volkova. Christian commenter Ali London took four posts from her Instagram, which portrayed some scenes of violence and satanic images. It is no, it is not known if these images were styled by, Vol by Volkova or simply shared, which doesn't make it better. However, a spokesperson for the fashion professional Newsweek uh, says she condemns the abuse of children in any form. Loda Volkova has not worked at Balenciaga since its team or its team since 2017. She has no way of participating in the brand's new advertising campaign. Now, what did the headlines say? Did it say she gave a half-assed apology at the end of a two-minute article, or did it say she breaks her silence? Let's go back up. Loda Volkova breaks silence about a Balenciaga? Yeah. She didn't break anything. It's the most non-story I've ever read. She's like, yeah, I guess I'm against CP, even though I posted on my Instagram. And take yep. young boys to bathhouses and post that on my Instagram. And my best friend says that we like to watch child pornography together. That's on our Instagrams. It's, it's obvious, yeah. Like, shame on Newsweek for running this bullshit story, pretending that Loda Volkova is somehow innocent now because because of what? Because she said, yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah, I, I it's guess really I just like, calm down, now. everybody. Uh, we, we, well, this is something about Demna. He, from the beginning, has been really, really good at creating viral moments. He'll create moments that are a little bit controversial, Moments that he knows are going to go viral and get people talking about Balenciaga. He does this every single show. One of the shows he put Crocs on the runway, and that's what got people talking. One of the shows he put a Bernie Sanders um, blanket over someone's shoulders on the runway, and that's what got people talking. Um, every single one has a viral moment. It's very, very intentional. Uh -huh. This one uh, blew up in his face a little bit because the wrong, too many of the wrong people noticed, but he did intend it to blow up the, the point of this was to have a viral moment and so far i wonder like we'll get into why but i i wonder how much this is actually going to hurt balenciaga in some ways because if you look into their their campaign and they've partnered with people like travis scott as well who if you guys don't remember had that really weird satanic f concert last year where a bunch of people died and then didn't apologize for it um his his partnership with them included a flannel that cost sixteen hundred dollars they have sweatshirts that are ripped and torn and are like between $1,500 and $2,000. They've got shoes that are ungodly expensive. Like this is the upper crust of the upper crust brand. This is not something you and me or anybody watching this show is going to be buying. Uh, this is Kim Kardashian, but where's this? Like because only Kim Kardashian can afford this type of stuff. You know what I mean? This is a company that makes, that, that puts poor people clothes uh, for sale for thousands of dollars just to troll you because they can, because they can slap a Balenciaga label on a, a sweater with holes in it and and wear poverty like it's some sort of badge yeah i saw i really quickly i saw a comment in the chat i wanted to point this out we were going to bring this up uh i don't know what this means because obviously cristobal balenciaga was his name maybe i don't know maybe change his name but people are po pointing out that balenciaga if you translate from latin to english does translate to 
do what you want. Do what thou wilt. Ba, len, si, aga. Do what you want. And that is yeah. um, that, that was fact checked by our by an actual friend I tr- trust fact checking on Britta. So thank you for that. But that's uh, an interesting thing that uh, people are pointing out. It's interesting, and I'm I'm willing to sit and like sit with it. But at the same time, you really have to like work on the word to. You know, it's, it's, it, it's a, it makes you wonder if it's like serendipitous, you know, like in a way. Yes. In yeah. the same way that that the beginning sounds like Baal. Like, I don't I don't think that he was like, I'm going to name this company after my last name because this is what it means. If you chop it up, put it in Latin. But. Right. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, the only way that would work, I guess, would be if his name was not Balenciaga and he changed it, which does happen with a lot of fashion designers. So I couldn't find any evidence that was the case, though. No, it sounds it seems like that the, it's a it's a town, Balenciaga, uh, near where his family came from, like in the deep past. So he's one of those people who was named after their location. OK. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, John Beast's synchronicity as well. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's a um, good point. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so. What I want to point out real quick is that the whole fashion industry has been getting away with this stuff for a really long time. If you look at this, this was one thing, and this was in our thumbnail, and I put the, put it there on purpose because I want to point this out. So this is one campaign that was originally attributed to Lota Volkova. As you can see, this woman kind of looks like her. Uh, apparently, this is not her, but it's not like it's just Balenciaga. It's like all of them doing this satanic imagery stuff. So this apparently comes from, let me see, uh, this comes from the Mercedes-Benz Chinese Fashion Week where they've got children dressed up in satanic attire. Uh, They've got dead babies all over their clothes. I mean, it's just weird. Like this one, look, it's just a woman holding two plastic babies covered in blood. Like this is just like, the more I've looked into all parts of the fashion industry this week, the more I'm like, oh, yeah, it's just all satanic. They just all love this stuff. And, you know, one of the reasons I said I wonder how much this will actually hurt Balenciaga and why I wanted to point out that this is an Adidas partnership, something that normal people will buy, is because the people who are buying Balenciaga are not mad. The people, the mainstream media is not mad. The mainstream media is running cover for a load of all COVID. They're hardly talking about the story at all except to give you stories like uh, like this one. Uh, which is, you know, Kim Kardashian was flooded with requests on her Instagram to apologize for Balenciaga. And then she says she's reevaluating her relationship. No, she's not. If you read this article from CNN, she's like, yeah, I was pretty upset about this. I didn't like what Balenciaga did, but they apologized. And I think that's good enough. If you read the article, she's not ever saying that she's going to leave Balenciaga. I've been seeing, and again, we're going live and this what happened right while we were going live. People were tweeting out that she said she refuses to break her relationship with Balenciaga. And the reason this shouldn't surprise anybody is because if she was so shaken up about this and so concerned about what Balenciaga was doing specifically around children, why would she make this TikTok with her daughter wearing full Balenciaga attire four days ago? I put this photo up. I put this photo up. And I jump them. Because I don't care. I don't, I don't care. 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 I don't care. Care. Dancing in Balenciaga, a full Balenciaga outfit with her daughter saying, I don't care. Amidst the controversy where she's supposedly being tagged a billion times on Twitter and Instagram and everywhere else with people asking her to say something and she's refusing to speak out on Balenciaga. And then she's like, you know what I'll do? I'll just wear a bunch of Balenciaga and make a, uh, a TikTok says, I don't care. And you wonder why Kanye is worried about his kids. Right. Right. And here's what I'll say about Kanye. Like, you can be a brilliant artistic genius and still be wrong about a lot of things. And if it's hard to believe that anyone who's been sitting in the evil of Hollywood for as long as he has, who's opening his mouth now, isn't pretty messed up by it. And maybe he's not bipolar like Kim claims, but he's definitely not completely hinged. And I wouldn't expect him to be after what he's been through. Also, so yeah, go ahead. with Kanye, you can be right about a lot of things and wrong on some things too. Yeah. So yeah. I've always said this about Kanye. I don't disregard everything he says um, just because he said things that I disagree with, even things I think are wrong or disgusting or whatever. He said, and we'll get into this in a future episode because he said some pretty interesting things lately that are hard to ignore, especially if you get into the yeah. stuff with uh, Harley Pasternak. Kanye's seen some stuff and he knows some stuff mm-hmm. and he's right about some stuff. Uh, and I, I think he's right about most stuff. He he yeah. just 
in his final conclusion blames the Jews when I think he should be blaming the demons instead. I think that's really where his error this comes. Is, this is something that I've heard a lot of conspiracy people talk about is if you dive into these rabbit holes, some people will try to find the Jews as the the, the fault of everything and, and it, you miss a lot. Uh, mm -hmm. you, you just, it's, it, it becomes a focal point where you try to put everything through it's always the Jews, and instead you're you're missing out on a lot of these things. You know, it's like it's like looking at um, what's his name, uh, George Soros, for instance, right? On one hand, it's absolutely wrong that when you talk about George Soros, you get called anti-Semitic because you're not anti-Semitic for not liking George Soros. And on the other hand, some people point out that he's a Jew. What I would point out is he was a Nazi collaborator as well. So it's like George Soros is just a bad person. Like he yeah. he betrayed his own race, not you yeah. know so. So you're not you anti-Semitic you for calling out George Soros. You can be a bad person and be Jewish. That's that's completely, uh, you know, Jewish people are capable of as much evil as anyone else, but right. no more. But I think you'd have to look past people like Klaus Schwab, who comes from a Nazi background and is not Jewish, and you'd have to look past a lot of other things. And it's just, it's a, it's a thing that people fall into where they're just they're missing the picture. He's saying a lot of right things, but he's also yeah. missing the, the the bigger picture. I think it's an it's a, it's a cop out. It's an it's mm -hmm. an easy. Um, at the very end of the line, you're like, and the conclusion I've come to is that it's all one race of human beings, and I don't have to look at anything scarier than that. Yeah. Uh, so there was there was some other people. Oh, really quick, before we move on uh, on the next point, because I want to talk about some other celebrities, because there's I've not seen a celebrity come out and uh, attack Balenciaga. And I've, in fact, I've seen some stuff that's made me pretty mad. But uh, talking about Kim Kardashian, what an awful person she is. I yesterday got the chance as I was stuck in my truck for like nine hours waiting to get towed, which was a fun day. My 14-hour workday turned into a 23-hour workday. So uh, while I was sitting there, I watched Katie Zed's show, Overruled, and it was... PJ Sound? I have sound. It might, have, it might be on your end. Let me know in the chat if I have sound. Can any of you all hear us? I can. You're coming through. And it's uh, she can't hear what I'm saying. I'm just gonna keep talking until she fixes it. <laughs> Streamyard is trying to kill us today, guys. I swear. So let us know if everything's coming through. Um, but anyway, as I was saying, I was watching uh, Katie Zed's uh, show yesterday. Overruled. Yeah, they can they can hear me. I believe um, they're saying yes. So I cut out for a second. Am I still there though? I think I think Abby has to fix it. But yeah. PJ, I'm going to leave the stream and come back. Okay, I can't she's going to leave the stream and come back. So while she's doing that, I'm going to explain this uh, really quick. So, um, yeah. So anyway, yesterday I was watching Overruled, and I just want you guys uh, to know that uh, Katie Zed did, did a really great job yesterday. It was covering the Kevin Cooper case, and she was talking about how um, Kim Kardashian is is kind of following in the footsteps of her father and trying to get people out of jail who are extremely, extremely guilty. And the whole reason I brought that up is um, – that you guys should definitely check it out. It's now available on the audio platforms as well as YouTube. So if you guys are done listening to this uh, and you want a really good true crime show, uh, go check out Overruled. Um, just wanted to give Katie Zed a shout out on that because I just thought yesterday's episode was really good. Uh, Real Truth Cactus in chat says great episode. Yeah, it was. It was very, very good. And I got to be a small part of that. And that's not the whole. That's not why I'm promoting it. But um, I just thought it was I, I was just really impressed by it. So uh, do we have Abby back yet? We'll see. I'll just keep going. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, guys. I hate it when we have technical issues live. Uh, so real quick, while I'm waiting for Abby to get back, uh, another person that we saw uh, come out in favor of Balenciaga in, in a pretty blunt and uh, without having to say anything is uh, Nicole Kidman, who decided that, you know, during the controversy, she was just going to post a picture of her in a full leather Balenciaga for, for some reason. That was just that was just her thing. Nicole Kidman comes out to the aid of Balenciaga by posting a photo of Balenciaga despite the publicity they've made. And on top of that, man, I'm so sorry that we're having tech issues. I wish I could do something, but we're live, so I'm like hoping that Abby can fix this. Uh, so awkward, guys. So awkward. I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, that's the fun of that's the fun of live streaming with tech issues. We, so yes, real truth cactus. We always have tech issues when we get to something important. It it like never fails. When we get into like the deep subjects, it always happens. So like if we did like a, a very silly episode, we never have issues. It's always the ones where we're trying to like expose something that's really dark and demonic and awful. 
Uh, yeah, Nicole Kidman wants us to eat the bugs. That's right. She she's she's a bought and paid for show. So um, and right before we went live, I saw another video that I want to play for you guys that just made my blood boil. So if you thought that Kim Kardashian kind of giving a subliminal, I don't care. And Nicole Kidman giving a less subliminal. Here's a Balenciaga ad. Just wait till you hear what Julia Fox has to say. And again, I apologize. I have no freaking idea who this woman is. Apparently, she's a celebrity of some type. Uh, and she thought that, you know, in her bathtub with her bleached eyebrows, she had to let us know uh, that she's okay with what's going on. So let's check this out. Okay, I'm seeing a lot of comments and tags and everything. So first things first, I'm not their spokesperson. I have zero relationship with the brand. I've never even been to one of their shows. They haven't invited me. Regardless, um, I think it's horrific. And when I was reading and watching all the videos, I literally felt sick to my stomach. But I couldn't help but think like, damn, the women who are associated to the brand professionally are getting so much pushback. And it's like almost as if they're the fucking child molesters. And then another thought popped into my head. Um, no child was actually harmed in that shoot. Um, but millions of children are harmed in the church every day. And um, I don't see hashtag cancel the church anywhere. Um, anyway, those are my thoughts. Okay, that's just disgusting. We have Abby back, but I don't think she can hear me. Did you hit mute on your board? I, I typed it in chat. Hopefully she can see that. I think, or the, or the green button. Can you hear me now, Abby? <laughs> did did uh, did Julia Fox get punched in the lip? She should over that. Did you guys catch what she said, though? She said, I don't think that any children were harmed in the making of this ad. We heard the exact same excuse for cuties. I don't, can you hear me yet, Abby? Gosh, dang it. I can hear you. We can hear you. So... Yeah, this is gonna be awkward. We're just gonna watch just gonna watch us stare at each other for a while and try to figure this out. Um but yeah, it's the same exact excuse that people used for cuties. It's like, yes, we can sexualize children. Yes, we can put children in these really disgusting ads, which are normalizing pedophilia and normalizing the destruction of children uh and the harm of children. And we can promote the harm of children, but as long as the children weren't actually physically beaten during this ad, it's totally okay. And that's the argument she's making. I just think it's it's disgusting. Uh, when I watched it after looking at every disgusting thing I've looked at today in order to put this episode together and read all the things that I've read today, I I like legitimately yelled at my screen because it was just so gross seeing seeing someone come out and be like, well, yes, we're going to adv advocate for the harm and sexualization of children, but it's okay because we didn't physically beat this one. So it's all good. Uh, it, I think it was the cats, guys. Legitimately, she's got some new audio equipment and sometimes they'll step on the buttons and she doesn't know how to figure this out. I should just call her. We should just call her. Um, you know what? I think I think that because we're getting to the end of, end of the notes and we're trying to figure this issue out, let's go over to Rumble and figure this out so that way the audio listeners don't have to hear this part. And if you guys are done uh, with that information and you just want to move on, that's fine. But we're going to go over to uh, Rumble. We're going to continue to talk about this. We're going to get your guys' opinion on this. So uh, I'm going to drop Rumble in the chat really quick, and we're going to try to figure this thing out with Abby. We'll, I'll call her on my phone if we have to, and we'll get her back on one way or another, even if I have to hold the phone up to my microphone. We'll, we'll make it work. Uh, but thank you guys so much for coming out and listening to this bonus episode of Conspiracy Pilled. I'm just going to tell you really quick uh, that you guys have been super great, that uh, I wanted to do one thing. Maybe I'll give Abby another chance to figure this out while I do this. I want to I want to do one quick thing for you guys before I go over and just shout out the people who have been nice enough to give us five star reviews over on iTunes because uh, you guys are really awesome. So uh, we got two of them over there right now. One of them says from Brand Oman says a fun podcast. I found this on TikTok and love it. Highly recommend for those who want to open the door to the conspiracy world. So thank you, Brand Oman. And another five star review from All Kinds of Books says a hilarious podcast that pulls no punches. Conspiracy Pilled isn't afraid to address real difficult stories. And yet the hosts bring light and laughter to a place that is often dark and disturbing. From flights of fantasy like cryptids to disturbingly real possibilities such as Pizzagate, Abby and PJ trudge into the dark, brave and unafraid. That is truly a show I look forward to every week. Well, we look forward to it as well. And I know uh, one of the things you guys have told us that you like is that... Can you hear me now, Abby? Can you hear me now? 
All right, one of the things that you guys have told us that you like is that we try to keep this as light as possible. So as I promised, we have a, a guest coming on this Wednesday. Can you hear me now, Abby? I think she can. Can we get Abby back for the end of this episode before we move over to Rumble? Yeah. Okay. You know what's funny? It was it was me. You, you're coming through your mic, your, your camera mic right now, though. Yeah. No. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I'm going to move us over to Rumble so we can talk to people there while you figure that out. So, okay, um, let's do it. Yeah. So as I was saying, um, one of the things you guys have told us is that you like how we try to keep things fun and we don't uh, want to dwell in the darkness too much. So we've got a guy coming on this Wednesday who's going to tell us all about uh, the conspiracy theory that Trump is actually a time traveler and he's got this whole board with string and everything. You guys maybe know who this is. Maybe you've seen him on TikTok, but I'm very excited for that one. So we are going to be doing that this Wednesday. Give you guys something that's a little more fun, a little bit more light. Uh, sorry for the issues, guys. We appreciate you guys for showing up to this special episode of Conspiracy Pilled. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Come hang out with us on Rumble. We will see you over there. If you're an audio listener, uh, check us out later on Rumble or come over to conspiracypilled.locals.com and you can listen to the full audio podcast there. God bless everyone. Good night.